gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of You're All Beautiful People dash hashtag 006 with my dear friend Tyler Galvin. Uh, he sucks a little bit, but not too much. Galvin, would you like to introduce yourself to the people? Uh, thank you, Dan. Uh, my name is Tyler Galvin. Most people just know me by my last name. Hardly anyone knows my first name. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I tell people what my first name is, they're like, we didn't even know that. We just thought you yeah. had one name. But yeah, I'm just, uh, just a 23-year-old dude living life, man. Yeah. Trying to be a comedian and shit. Um... Yeah, when you texted me to be on this podcast, I felt like fucking Joe Rogan texted me. To be on, you know, I was like, oh, I got the call, man. Dude, I got the call. You can't give me that yet. We're not was, there. I felt so grateful for it. I was like, hey, dude, you, fuck yeah. Uh, uh, you, you're, one of, you're one of the greats, man. You're one of the the uh, strong-minded. And, uh, I appreciate we, it. We need you on here. We need, we need you to educate us, man. Educate and uplift us. Share your good vibes. And... Uh, Maybe a joke at the end. Maybe and, a joke at the end. Uh, okay, and, I'll, I'll try to. Yeah, I'll try right. to toss some in there. But there. no, dude, tell tell us about it, man. You're you're a starting up comedian. Uh, how's that been going for you, dude? So, like, comedy is something that's always interests me. You're pretty funny. I, 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 I don't. I, I, I don't, say you're funny. Okay, thank you. Um, I don't think I'm like hilarious. Okay. I'm definitely not. But like, I can crack a few jokes here and yeah, there in yeah. some conversation. Um, but I, I was just like, I've been really into comedy, and um, I started watching, you know, stand-up back in high school, and I was like, man, those guys are just f- on stage, making everyone laugh, killing it, and I got to, you know, I went to college, I didn't really pursue it, but I just, you know, I kept kept watching, I was like, I love it, and I actually started comedy to get my master's in Chicago. Okay. So the first time I ever did stand-up was at the Laugh Factory in Chicago. Oh, dang. Yeah, not the place you want to do your first yeah. open mic, for real, because, um, like, just going up on that stage is overwhelm, overwhelming, man. Like, um, most crowds for open mics are, like, maybe 10 to 20 people, max. It's usually just comedians, but at the Laugh Factory in Chicago, it was, like, 100 people there to see the show, like, there to see the open micers. And so, I you know, I... I practiced my material for like a week in advance before going up there, uh-huh. and I got on stage and I completely forgot everything I was going to no. say, dude, I ate a bag of dicks, dude, I was so bad, but, so I, so I was sitting there, I was like looking up, looking at open mics for their, like around the Chicago area, mm-hmm. and I saw the Laugh Factory and I did it, and it said like the first 15 people that are there get to go up, so I took the train into the city, and I'm outside the Laugh Factory, like an hour before the show even starts because I'm like, I'm going to line up first. I'm going to, you know, be one of the first in line yeah. to sign up. <laughs> and um, so I, I get there and no one, no one's lining up yet. And it's like 15 minutes before the show, or f- before the doors open. Right. So I was like, what's going on? Are they not doing it? But I didn't know. So you, you don't, you don't even have to line up. They put you, they put your name in a hat. So it doesn't matter what time you show up. Oh, so you showed up for no I reason. I showed up for no. I showed up an hour early for no reason. You just showed up, wrote your name on a slip and slip of paper, and they put it in a hat, and then they jumbled it up and they drew names out of the hat. So uh-huh. I was like, oh great. Well, now I'm not even guaranteed a spot. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna put my name in the hat. If my name gets called, because there was like 50 people that signed up for the open mic at that laugh factory. Mm-hmm. 
and only 15 or like 12 spots are given. So mm-hmm. I was like, man, I took the train into the city. I took, you know, from the tr- uh, train station to the Laugh Factory, which is on the north side. It's like a 45-minute Uber, but it's only like five miles away because Jeez. the traffic in Chicago is yeah. so shitty. So I put my name in the hat. I was like, if my name gets called, I'll go up and I'll pursue I'll pursue comedy because I was like, you know, the universe is telling me out of all these 50 people here, what's, what are the odds that, you know, my name gets chosen? Right. So my name did get chosen. And I was like, all right, yeah. well... I started sweating. I was like, "Oh no!" Like I don't know. What I'm, it's like I was like, "What am I, What was I? What was I supposed to say? What was I supposed to say?" Um, so you get three minutes, and I went up there, completely bombed. Like I think I heard, I heard maybe heard like one or two laughs just on some some stupid joke I was telling, and I was just like, "Oh man!" Like you don't know how long three minutes is. Until you just hear dead silence on a stage trying uh, to make people laugh. Oh, man. Like, when you try to crack a joke around your friends and, like, no one laughs, that's like... It's like, okay, you brush it off. Like, yeah. two people heard that, maybe. But when you try to tr- crack a joke on the Laugh Factory stage in front of a hundred people and you just get dead silence... In Chicago. In Chicago, you're just like, yeah. oh, no. Like, you, you guys were supposed to laugh there and you didn't. <laughs> so, I was... I did, I did three minutes... And it felt like maybe an hour up there. I was like, holy shit. Like, what have I got myself into? So then I started looking at um, smaller venues, like in the suburbs, because that's where mm-hmm. I lived. I lived in the suburbs of Chicago, the west side of Chicago. So I started looking at smaller venues around around there, and I found like three or four comedy clubs that had open mics, and their crowds were a lot smaller, and it felt, you know, a lot easier to to do it, I guess. Yeah, a lot more comfortable. Um yeah but yeah and then I got like three mics in so I did the Laugh Factory did terrible I was like oh man I called my dad after I was like dad I bombed he was like it's okay you know not maybe it's not meant for you I was like fuck that yeah no. was like, I'm funny I know I'm funny so I did like three other mics um, at CG's Comedy Club in Bolingbroke Illinois and then the pandemic hit and so I started I did a month of comedy in February. The pandemic hit. Everything closed up in March. And then I started back up in Little Rock in July. And I've been going um, strong since Dang. July. In July? Yeah. I feel like it was... So, when I did was the, your first show in Little Rock? Because I remember, like, uh, Chappie and a couple <laughs> other guys went down there to watch you. But that was that for real in July? Yeah, that was in July. Well, no, they came to one. So, like, I did not let anyone come to see my shows because I'm insecure like I don't want to bomb in front of my friends and family right. you know like I, I want to do I want to if you guys are going to come to a show I want to make sure I'm funny and I'm good and my t- materials worked out right so I I didn't let anyone come like July August and I told my friends because everyone had just been hitting me up like I want to come to your show I want to come to your show and I understand that but I was like I'm not that good yet yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean um so I let them come to a show in September. Um, Chappie and Marissa were the first ones to come to a show, and then I let my parents come to the next one. And now I really don't. I really don't care like who comes because uh, you know whatever. That, so what's uh what what goes into like uh, building material and uh... <laughs> dude honestly anything like what was it um like I have a joke about. 
getting, I never know the difference between the abbreviations of a tablespoon and a teaspoon. Uh-huh. Like, I, I don't, like, I'm 23 years old and I don't, I don't know the abbreviations between a teaspoon and a tablespoon. Or, like, I can't spell the word restaurant yet and I'm 23 years old. Like, yeah. I, I tweeted that out and that got some favorites. So I thought that was funny. It's just, like, random shit that you think of throughout the day. Uh-huh. And how can that, how is that funny and how can it, how can you relate it to people? But, yeah, I was just so nervous up on stage, man. That's funny, cause that's funny that you mentioned that uh, restaurant's tweet because I saw that and I, I favored it. Yeah, it's just stuff like and, that. Man. But there was a lot of tweets last week that you were putting out that were really cracking me up. Oh, really? I don't know. Uh, there, uh, There's the one about... Uh, might have been last week or the week before, but you're like, uh, Ford or like oh, yeah, Chevrolet, so, where so are you going to get this t- Happy tour to thon Yeah. yeah. And then, like, uh, then you're like, but what about the Volkswagen driving <laughs> drive drive side of it? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like stupid shit that you can relate relate to that, man. Um, but whenever I go up on stage, I've just been so nervous. So I usually, you know, get a little buzz going before I get up on stage just to mm-hmm. calm my nerves, but I'm slowly working my way out of drinking before shows mm-hmm. because I've I mean I'd, all my shows are in Little Rock and I have to drive back to Cersei so I don't want to I don't want to be getting fucked up before the show and then having to drive back to Cersei yeah. so now I now I don't drink before yeah, um, don't drink and drive kids. yeah I don't I don't drink before the shows anymore dang so the nerves have calmed a little bit so I've done the joints so. in North Little Rock I've done the Looney Bin in Little Rock um, I've done the Nut House Com- Comedy Lounge in North Little Rock um, and like I've just done some bars too and it's just um, but mics are closing up man just cause I've had two mics closed since since the start of September two mics have closed mm-hmm. so now I'm only doing comedy like once a week at the joint and then the loony bin has an open mic once a month and it's just so hard to work through material mm-hmm. because one no one's coming out to see local comedians so our crowds are already smaller like no one no one cares about local comedians they care about like a headliner coming you know like yeah. Theo Vaughn or Bill Bird. then they're gonna go see him they're not gonna go see fucking Tyler Galvin and right. you know whoever fucking <laughs> Joe Schmo <laughs> at the joint you know yeah. what I mean so our crowds are already small and then the pandemic and so it's it's tough because you you don't know what you don't know what's funny and what's not funny when you have a crowd of like five people. Right. I mean that's not the best judgment. If you can make them laugh, then you know it's good. But if they don't laugh, you're like, well, there's still potential there. Yeah. You need a crowd of like thirty or more, and you know you it's just tough to work through material when you're doing one mic a week. Where you know, pre-pandemic, you could do like seven mics in New York City in a night. Right. So I think that's my ideal. So my do you want to move to like a bigger city? And yeah, I want to. I want to do so. Like I said, I have my master's in biomedical sciences, so I want to look for a job with that in Nashville, and then do comedy on the on uh, the side because they have an A list club there, Zanies in Nashville. Uh-huh. So I want to do that. That's dope. So what what led you from like? Uh after you graduated at ASU with your bachelor's, mm-hmm. uh, and what'd you get your bachelor's in? Uh, like general studies. I took like biology, all okay. the chemistries, all the exercise and you science. You got your master's in biomedical science. Yeah. And so, what led you from like uh, finishing up your master's and uh, just like going to like comedy from there? 
finishing up my master's going that's a good question man um like i said i started comedy i started doing comedy while getting my master's mm-hmm. which is the worst time because i definitely should have been studying right um but like i said i was just watching a lot of comedy i was like i can do that it's like i'm i know i'm a little funny in conversation like surely yeah. i can get up there and get some yucks you know get some chuckles um but i don't know like literally the whole comedy scene just it's literally just hanging out like if you yeah. go to a comedy club it's literally like you and your buddies hanging out drinking beer cracking jokes and there's no there's no filter you know what i mean like you don't have to worry about what you say am i going to get canceled for this because you're with like-minded individuals that can separate mm-hmm. a joke from reality you right. know like you could say something over the line and like well i know he was joking i'm not right. going to i'm not going to take offense at what he said you right. know what i mean and that that's like the worst part about uh especially in this like cancel culture era that we're in is uh that risk because there there will always be that one person that yeah. will take offense to what you said and uh that's that's just not the place. Like you walk into a comedy club, yeah, it's you like know, a, you know I hope some, there's jokes and stuff. You know the line is like completely yeah, gone. So like if no you're line. gonna walk in there and then like get offended by something like the comedian says yeah. and that's just like you know exactly. get the fuck out like, yeah I and mean, i've seen that happen before where there would be like uh i think i was like watching like some like youtube uh clips of like chris delia and his yeah. like early like in, like his career early in like the uh his comedy career uh-huh. early and he like there's like somebody he said like a gay joke or something and like somebody was like that's fucked up and he's like Hey, I don't care. Get out if you don't like it. Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, like no one's keeping you there, man. It's like, people you to to tell a joke and I mean, there's no way you're not gonna offend someone. You know what I mean? There's right. always gonna be someone who takes offense to that joke. So, what's the point of you're not gonna alter your style of humor for that one person? That just that one person just shouldn't listen to you, right? If they don't like that joke, you know what I mean? Makes sense. And then move on with your life. Move on with your life. Yeah. <laughs> Just get out the club. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. No one, no one's keeping you there. No one says you have to listen to that person or whatever. Thanks. So yeah, I've been I've been doing that. Uh, I just did a I just did a mic at the Looney Bin yesterday for four people, and like you know you hear well for me I listen to like all the interviews of all the big comedians. They're like, oh, I did. Come, I did a set at this bar and no one even listened to me. It's like that's where that's where I'm at in my comedy career. Like I've done so many open mics at bars that just had their people like three people at the bar blackout drunk with their backs turned to me and just weren't even listening to what I was saying. And you still go through it? Yeah, you have to cuz yeah. you you have to you have to work even if there's not a crowd, you still want to go and just see if you can get the wording right for right. the joke. And you, and you take it's yourself. Practice, practice, yeah, it's the practice. It's the more any stage you can get, you got it. You got to do it no matter what. So how long does a I guess like a set, a show last? Usually like. Uh, okay, so, so if you go on like on an open mic. Yeah, so it depends on how many comedians sign up. So at the joint, that's my regular spot. There's 15 comedians. Everyone can get from five to seven to ten minutes. Usually, oh, the first like five people will get five minutes the next, you know, 10, or the next, like, 7 or 8, we'll get 7 minutes, and then who's ever closing the show, the two people at the, near the end of the list will get 10 minutes. I've gotten 10 minutes once. Word. Yeah. 
I bet that feels like a really long time. It does, and dude, it feels so long, especially because I went and I was I was getting five minutes for like the first month I was there, and then I got seven minutes, and then I was talking to the guy, and I was like, you know, when can I get ten minutes on stage? You know, I need to develop some of this material. Mm-hmm. And he said, we're working on getting you ten minutes, you know. Um, so I signed up one time, and he said, yeah, you got 10 minutes tonight. And I was like, I wasn't even prepared for that 10 minutes. You yeah. know, like, you gotta, I wish he would have told me the day before that, hey, I'm going to give you 10 minutes. But he told me, like, 30 minutes before the show. So now I'm scrambling in my notes to see, like, do I have enough jokes to fill 10 minutes? Because I, I know I had enough jokes to fill 7 minutes, for sure. Yeah. But like I said, that extra 3 minutes... Is a, is a lot of time, right. especially if you don't get any laughs on your jokes. So do you do you ever just like go off the dome, like just? Yeah, I've done it. I've improv maybe like two sets. Um, they don't. They normally don't go that well, just because I'm still nervous up there. Uh-huh. So I'm just not as comfortable just speaking, you know, yeah. bullshit yet. So what do you do if you like bomb within like the first? Uh, you know, you literally have to power first... through. You just, you just have to keep you on going. You have to keep on going. Maybe, Hell yeah. maybe like just keep swimming. Just yeah, keep exactly. Swimming. Dude. Some door, like, just keep telling jokes. You just gotta keep <laughs> telling jokes. Maybe you can go back to like a joke you know for sure is gonna work, just mm-hmm. to get them a laugh, and then you can go from there. A lot of comedians will do like crowd work if they're bombing, but I can't do crowd work yet. I'm What's just, that mean? So, like, you start talking to the audience. Oh, dang. Like, hey, where are you from? What's your yeah. name? Oh, that name's stupid. Oh, yeah. that, you're boring. You know what I mean? Right. So, they kind of they kind do crowd work if they start bombing, but I haven't developed crowd work yet. So, I'm just up there with my, you know, tail between my legs, mm-hmm. hoping I don't bomb. So, what is, like, what's a comedy for you? Is it, like, something that you want to, like... You know, do you want to one reach one day like reach like the stages of like SNL or like have like a Netflix special or do you want to like uh, is it just like a hobby and you're just gonna let it go however it goes? Um, I would like to pursue it full time, obviously, just because it's. I mean, you can either fail at what you love or you can you know fail at what you don't love. You know. Uh, I could get a good paying job, get a family, get fired from that job, and you know, my whole life goes to shit. Or I could pursue comedy and fail at something at least I love. Like I could right. say, you know, I tried comedy, it didn't work. At least I could say I tried. But yeah, most people can't sure. even say that they pursued something that they were, you know, pretty passionate about. So I would like to see where it takes me, because. I mean, I'm just really interested in it. Just comedy. Uh, no, keep on going. That's all I fucking... Keep on going. That's literally that's my whole life. I, that's all I watch. That's all I read. Dude, I feel like there's, like, a lot of, um... A lot of people in our, like, I guess, in our generation or age group that are just, like, taking these things that aren't traditionally careers, but, like, making them, like, not just hobbies, but, like, yeah. you know, we're just kind of trying to see, like where things will go like this yeah I feel the same way because I feel like our parents got you know our generation is kind of breaking the trend to where we're not having conventional jobs you know the 9 to 5 doesn't appease appeal to our generation we you know we want to see the world or we want to you know pursue our dreams or whatever and where our parents were like you know you get a job you start a family mm-hmm. you work you die right you know 
and then you pass on whatever you pass on. That's whack. I don't That's what do I'm that. saying, dude. I, I don't want to do that. I don't yeah. want to work nine to five for the rest of my life. That's that doesn't sound like fun. And if I can find some other way to make a living without doing a nine to five and it's in something that I love, then why wouldn't I try? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm gonna be a famous stand up comedian and you're gonna see me on Netflix, but I'm gonna I'm gonna He says I can't though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like I'll I'll do I'll get a I'll job. Put in my time. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna try. Um like I said, I'd like to go to Nashville, I'd like to get up um at Zany's there, and then I'd like to go to New York and then see where New York because honestly if you're gonna do anything in the entertainment business, New York or LA it's got to be it. And that's that's pretty awesome that, uh, you know, you're 23, right? Mm-hmm. When do you turn 24? Like Next year. Next year, yeah. So you're 23, you already have your master's. You could get a 9 to 5. You could get a nice job in yeah. your field. But, like, yeah. the fact that you're, I mean, who says you can't take a break, you know? It's not traditional that yeah. you're taking that break, but, yeah. like, good for you for taking that break because, like, dude, we, we literally turn 5 and we go to school from eight to three every day and then yeah. we come up into college and like continue doing more school and then some people go to grad school get yeah. their masters and shit and then some other people go get their doctorate right after all that and it's like you end up like I guess finishing your doctorate program at like 26 some people mm-hmm. are 27 and it's like damn like there goes like the years I'm supposed to be living. Yeah, there goes your twenties. Yeah, and um, now what are you gonna do? Yeah, work. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're thirty. Yeah, it, have a family now. Yeah, that sucks. And there's a, have you seen uh, like David Attenborough's like uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's the dude who narrates like every nature documentary. Yeah, ever. yeah, that dude I've never put me to sleep in a second. I swear to you, I listen to that before I go to bed like every night. I'll put on. Some planet Earth, whatever. Yeah, our planet or something. Yeah, dude. There's a there's a new Netflix doc that he put out called. Um, it's well, I never knew his name until this Netflix doc. Oh, really? Yeah, I never okay. knew his name. I just always knew him as the guy that narrates yeah. all of. Uh, yeah. And I, honestly, I also thought he was just like. This guy had like Morgan Freeman type shit. Like him and Morgan Freeman should have like a narrator off. Yeah, like they he has a good voice. He's gonna narrate everything. Yeah. But no, he's actually like super smart, and this yeah. is like what he's like devout his life to. Exactly. And um, but he has like this new Netflix doc called actually David Attenborough, A Life on Our Planet, uh-huh. and like in at, was at it like a it, biography of his life? Dude, yeah, it was a biography of his life. It shows like how his career started, like and. Um, it, it's kind of cool because it gives you like stats through it uh, like it'll be like the population on the planet what are like carbon emissions at mm-hmm. and like what uh, I forget what the other stat is but it was like you know, it was kind of sad towards the end but <laughs> like he tried ending it with like predicting what the future would be like and he was saying um, there was like one point that he made that you know this new generation our generation yeah you know, we need we need to like seriously consider the because like in the past like century, I think when he started his doc series, there was like three million like three billion people on the planet. Yeah, I'd say three million. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, not might have been like uh, yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> three, I was kind of, yeah, three billion people on okay. the planet, 
And then, like, between, I think by the, like, 90s, it reached, like, uh, I think it reached, like, 5 billion. And then between the 90s to where we're at now, we're at now 7 billion. Mm -hmm. And he was, like, talking about how we have, like, a population problem. And then, like, saying how, like, China and, like, Asia and all those countries out there are, like, kind of starting to figure out that they do have a population problem and, like, trying to, like... Oh, you trying know, to just now is figuring out that they have a yeah. population problem, dude. <laughs> and they're, like, uh, trying, uh, you know... Well, the point that he was making was that we need to, like, heavily consider, like, stop populating and just start living our lives and start So he's just saying it. one big party, everyone stop fucking. Yeah. Let's just... No go more out, yeah, Jesus. Go uh, out on top, drugs, alcohol, party it up, yeah, and then die, really, and then yeah, don't don't spot. Pretty much, no cool. kids. Yeah. Adopt, don't shop, and, Feel that. Uh, or adopt, don't create. So he's he's pro pandemic. I'm guessing uh, he's for. I guess he's so. like thin the herd. Survival of the fittest. Yeah, uh, we could just cut the crust, some of the crust off this sandwich, huh? Yeah, and he, but it was it was pretty. It was like food for thought, just because you know, <laughs> we we definitely are like, dude. There's just no. There's just, like, and to all those who are, like, you know, in their 20s, like, mm-hmm. out of college, getting married, like, and, uh, you know, some people, like, have kids. Yeah, but how do we, so, so, I mean. Like, I, congratulations I, to you, but, like, dang, that is not how I want to be living my life. Now, now don't get me wrong, I would love to have, like, a, a partner right now uh-huh. and to, like, you know, experience life with them. Yeah. But, like, you know. Marriage and uh, having kids and settling down and having a family by the time like I'm like 30, 33, but like the way you know it yeah. should be, yeah, that's just you know, that's not me, that's not what mm-hmm. I, that's not what I want, and yeah, and that could, change. That, yeah could change. that could change, that could change, you know, I could meet the love of my life, uh, yeah, tomorrow, exactly. and then like, like, let's settle let's, down, let's have kids, yeah, I want to put kids in you, girl, yeah, like, exactly. let's do this thing. Uh, but nah, like I don't, I don't think I want to do that. And uh, it's, uh, I'm open to change. So shoddy, if you're listening out there somewhere, like come on. But uh, no, nah, but like it's, it's definitely something to think about because the way the Wait, way what's what's something to think about the fact of like not populating and just like living so, our lives and just going out there and like, so uh, you agreeing with David Attenborough, we should stop populating. Not, not like stop populating. I don't think he said that like verbatim. Oh, okay. But like I'm saying that he was like encouraging. <laughs> We're having sex. Yeah, he's encouraging. Use condoms. Yeah, that's what he should have said. He just been like, have sex, but have safe sex. Yeah, yeah. have safe sex. Yeah. <laughs> uh, develop like some type of like male birth control that way. <laughs> yeah. Females and males are all on birth control, and it's yeah. just like a great time no matter what. <laughs> And, uh, just but, pull out better, dude. Yeah. <laughs> just pull Step out game better. Up, yeah, dude. How do you pull out game, bro? <laughs> and he goes, uh, but like, it, it'd be cool because we, like, if we were to just be able to, like, you know, there, there's a lot of people that are seeing a hundred. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, like, who needs them? You know? Yeah. Like, uh, what are they doing at that age, yeah. anyway? No, that, I, would <laughs> to, I would hate to live to a hundred. But at the same time, if I live to be 100, like, I, I just feel like the it, way, like, technology and, like, medical advancements are going, like, you know, are, uh, what, what's it called, the, the average, uh, damn, what am I thinking of, like, l- the human life expectancy yeah. is only going to continue to go up, mm-hmm. and then they're going to figure out a way, maybe, to, like, 
uh, just like clean the air and shit and then like our human life expectancy is just gonna be like 120 and that sucks because dude no one wants to live time no one wants to live that I don't want to live past like 80 dude yeah I don't think I do either but like if I did and like I and if I can be like 80 years old like you know running and like jogging and okay. still like and still healthy. viable yeah and like not like just frail and like a, and I can like still a like sad existence yeah. of life at that point I can like, still get hard and it, it, fuck bitches yeah and like I'll live there sign me up sign me up like let's keep it going let's keep this train going yeah. like it's uh if I if I can still kick if I can still see like my great great grandkids and like you know yeah. pick them up and not just uh-huh. be like they're like almost brain dead and not talking and like hating my life exactly like, yeah. then alright then maybe like yeah I do want to uh-huh. do that but like uh, but I think that's only gonna happen if we somehow merge with AI well don't say that that's like uh, you know the Terminator touch and yeah I know but like there's no way our body can do all those things that you just said at a hundred years old unless there's some outside force helping us you know what, what I mean if we take, like, what if there's like a pill that you take and, well that's an outside force yeah well I mean but it's not AI like, I've but seen iRobot bro and I don't like <laughs> well I mean that's what uh, I'm not sure where Tesla's gonna go with that I mean that's the Neuralink to where you can yeah. you know you upload whatever to your brain and I'm not even sure how that works but that's a merge with AI to where they insert technology on your brain and then that's a first. That's a that's the first step. You know what I mean? It's only we're only gonna get more advanced from there. I'm yes. not saying that's good or bad. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not really for that. But yeah, that's scary. I don't want anything. like leave my brain alone. Yeah, I don't want anything like messing with me. But mm-hmm. like, but if someone's is... suffering from Alzheimer's or dementia, and they get that Neuralink uploaded on their brain, and then they don't have dementia or Alzheimer's anymore. Well, that'd be dope. That'd be dope, right? Yeah, I like. Shout out Tesla to make that happen. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, that's I mean, that's a long, that's a big leap. Yeah, that's a you know, I want my flying car first, and then we can talk neural. Yeah, dude, I just want a like a hoverboard. Uh, yeah, hoverboard, not one of those rolly hoverboards that like they they say they're hoverboards. That's false yeah. fucking advertisement. You're talking about like I'm talking uh, Back to the Future, Marty McFly hopping on a hoverboard over okay. over over water. Yeah, While that's Biff is tailing him. Yeah, that's what I want. That's what I want. That'd be tight. Or a jetpack. I'd fuck I with a jetpack. I see. Uh, this this is whack. Uh, but like um, Iron Man suit. Mm-hmm. And it was like the green berets or something like that. Yeah. And they had like made this Iron Man suit that like worked, but it was just like. It's probably so, like jets right here. It probably looked phone. like the Iron Man suit that in the first Iron Man that like the very similar to <laughs> that the yeah, those terrorists that he started that, off with. Yeah, they started off with. Yeah, while they were trying yeah. to like, how did he? How did Tony Stark do it? And yeah. they were like making shit out of Tony Stark sand. built this in a cave. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's where we're at right now. Yeah, and it's it's pretty whack, but uh-huh. they they did call it an Iron Man suit. And, I know. But I think they have like a real Iron Man suit. I think like. Oh, the technology that our government possesses is, uh, it's more advanced than we know. Yeah. It has to be. It has to be. It's not, uh, they have the nanotech like that, you know, he just like taps his like chest and yeah. it's like, just Bro, all. I was thinking about this the other day. I was, well, I was, actually I was thinking about this on the drive up here. So I was driving and I see all like these power lines and you know, um, 
the, the power lines and how each house is connected on this grid. And I was like, huh. this has had to have been like this since, what, the 1900s? For a long time. I was since like, we should have backed had. Tesla. We should have backed Tesla. You know what I mean? We could have free electricity for everyone, probably. Yeah, like... And that's just me being a conspiracy theorist. No, but like, like, keep on going. I'm though. telling you, we, we would have funded Tesla instead of Edison. Yeah. We would have... We oh, like Nicholas Tesla. Yes. The Tesla. The Tesla, yeah. yeah. Back okay. back in the early 1900s, if we would have funded him instead of Edison, we wouldn't even have these power it's lines like, and... It's like we want, we want to have, like, advancements... But like not too many advancements because yeah. we still want people to. Yeah, uh, it's like a like a leaky faucet. It's yeah. just like one drip at a time. Here, here you go, little yeah. baby. And that's capitalism for you, baby. Yep. Uh, but no, can't they, have it all at once. Uh, the but that would be that'd be insane. That's to because he did have that figured out. Yeah, and like whenever he died, the government came in and raided all his stuff and took it, and no one's heard. No one's heard what happened to his stuff. All we know is it was in the government's hands. And if that's one place, I don't want Tesla's stuff. Yeah, that, that, that makes me think of, like, you know, when, uh, like, again, to, like, Marvel movies, when uh, Thor came down to Earth and, like, they came and raided the doctors, like, the guy that found Thor. And that yeah, 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 and took all his all research. All yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is property of the United States government. And that's what happens all the time, like, with, like, climate change and stuff like this and all these, you know, you people quote leading scientists but who's funding the scientist if if a scientist is getting funding from a company and that scientist produces results that that company does not like they will tell them they will silence that scientist you know what i mean i don't but now like you're telling me so oh yeah I mean, I don't it's uh, it's uh, yeah. No one agrees with that. You want no. you want the results. You want the you know the positive, true results. So but true. if you're if I'm a scientist doing research, and some company hires me to do this research, and I produce results that they don't like, they will. I mean, you're gonna get your funding cut. You're gonna get like, fired. That's yeah. That's yeah. real. No. Is that like like with like fossil fuel? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's any company. Like, that's. That's uh, big pharma and all, big oil, big Gosh, tech. That's, that's everything. That's so messed up. I know. So should that should that shit be like like federally funded? But would wouldn't the feds just do the exact same thing? They could. Uh, I mean, like like I said, I mean it's kind of dipping into a little bit of conspiracies, mm-hmm. but it makes sense. I, love I mean, conspiracies. yeah, no one. If I'm a big corporation, if I'm big oil, and I hire a scientist to, you know find out what's going on with this data and they come back and say the data is not in your favor I'm silencing them I'm like don't show me that yeah like whenever you know the BP oil spill yeah so what they wanted to do the scientists wanted to do was um, fill it with concrete because they were drilling down into the earth's core Mm -hmm. and you get pressure build up and I don't know all the logistics behind it but scientists said that they wanted to fill it with concrete to hold in the oil but that costs too much money, so BP said no, just fill it with water, and so they filled it with water, and they said this is this is going against what we're saying. And they said we don't care, it's saving us money. It's too expensive to fill it with concrete. That sucks, man. Yeah, and they said, well, if that happens, there's a you know a likelihood that it's gonna we're gonna have a big spill on our hands or something. Something's gonna go wrong. Right. And they said we don't care. It costs too much money to fill with concrete water. And, and the next thing you know, boom, big oil spill. Yeah, the biggest, I'm not sure if it's the biggest, but I'm sure it's one of the yeah. biggest oil spills ever. 
in the ocean, right? Yeah, and just because yeah. of money. They didn't even listen. That's so wack, bro. Why don't yeah. people just listen to scientists? Like, it's a... Uh, like, why is it even a career if you're not going to listen to me, if you're just going to belittle me every, every exactly. step of the way? Exactly. That's so that's, so, it's, it's tough. It's tough out there. Oh, that's so infuriating mm-hmm. because, like, you know, the, the only time they listen to a scientist is when, uh, you know, old buddy made the bomb and <laughs> boom. Yeah. yeah but old then, Oppenheimer. Yeah. Uh, there's a, yeah, that's a good time to listen to science mm-hmm. for war. That also goes on in, with uh, Big Pharma, too. Like, if they're pushing a cancer drug or whatever type of drug, and it has, you know, some promise, but also has a lot of side effects, mm-hmm. they'll they'll push away the side effects be like, we need it on market, you know what I mean? Uh, I remember seeing that... Sorry. Seeing that... Uh, like that picture or that like um it was like a picture of like this like uh young black scientist mm-hmm. who like uh started like developing like the like a almost a cure for cancer mm-hmm. almost and he uh like everybody's like share his name get it out there i guess they didn't share it enough times because i don't know his name <laughs> but yeah i think like people know what i'm talking about yeah and it's just like um you know what what happens to these people? What happens to these like? Cause dude, I like again like this is conspiracy, but I have to believe there's a cure for cancer out there. But there, it's just, to me, there's one hundred percent a cure for cancer. There's yeah. no way we can come up with a COVID vaccine in literally less than a year, and we haven't found anything that can like, you know, not cure cancer, but substantially lessen its mortality or yeah mortality rate yeah you know what i mean yeah no there's it's it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense i mean the last thing we created was like polio in 1901 (laughs) there's there's people like like we got a cure for the black plague but we don't have (laughs) we don't have a cure for cancer dude that's fucked up there's just too much money in it there's just too much money in chemotherapy that's what i'm saying man and it's bullshit because like there's no, there's no money in the yeah, health. Where's the pro life here? You know? Yeah, exactly. There's like, no. It's not there. There's only money in treatment. That's so. Tough. And which is weird because like when I was getting my master's in, in Chicago at Midwestern, we had like a career day to what you could do with your master's, and Pfizer came, which is a huge, probably the biggest um, pharma company maybe in the in the nation I think, but they came and they were talking to us about all these you know all these possible careers within their program and I was you know I just looked up Pfizer and the first thing that came up was they had, they had the third biggest lawsuit against them for pushing drugs that did not that were killing people because they were they wanted this drug on market and I'm sure they paid politicians or whoever they had to pay to get it on market mm-hmm. and it was killing patients it was an Alzheimer's drug but they were using it so it when whenever you publish a drug you and you have to say its intended use is this, and that's that's the only thing it can be used for. If you want it used for something else, you have to go through the FDA and whatever and get it recertified to uh, to treat that drug or treat treat that disease. So they had a drug that was treating Alzheimer's or whatever, but then it could also be used to treat you know something else. Right. And they were telling their you know the the representatives to tell their physicians to hey you can prescribe this for this disease as well but that's illegal you can't do that and when these physicians were prescribing those patients that drug for that disease it was killing them so they they i think they settled like a billion dollar lawsuit 
because they were telling their their um, sales reps to, to and tell the physicians. Talks about this, like why and no one's like on yeah. the news and whatnot. Yeah, and I was like, if I'd be so pissed off <clears throat> if my grandma went to see that physician and that physician gave that drug to my you know my grandparents and it killed uh-huh. them, I would be livid. And they're doing that just so their drug can be used for more things right. and make more money. No, yeah, that would be infuriating. <laughs> yeah, that's I literally looked that up while he was presenting. While he was giving his presentation to on us. On why you should come work for yeah, Pfizer. Yeah, on why you should come work for Pfizer. And I was Googling that. And at the end, he was like, does anyone have any questions? And I was like, uh, yeah, what's this lawsuit about? Yeah, what's this lawsuit about? <laughs> that's messed Oh, yeah. dude. Yeah. Fuck Big Pharma. Yeah. So, I was like, I don't like, whenever I, because research would, is an interest of mine, but if I'm going to do research for a company, I want to research that, or research for a company that, you know, is ethical. Right. And that, what they did was not ethical. And they actually split, they split into two companies after that. Oh, Pfizer did? Yeah. Real? It might have been Pfizer. It might have been a- Abbott. I can't remember. I think I think it was Pfizer, but it could have been Abbott. So what? So what? Like what two companies are there now? So now there's two big pharma companies out there, and it's like. <laughs> well, I'm not sure if it's just as big, but I think they had like a sub, like a sub company split off from it after that lawsuit. Um, yeah, but it's crazy. It money rules. If you have money, you can. F- you can fucking the rich only get yeah. richer and the Dude, poor get poorer, man. The golden rule. Who he who has the gold makes the rules, man. That's so whack. Man. Yeah. Damn. Um, so what so uh that's then that's why you went to comedy, I guess. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is funny because you can talk about these things like I have a joke about uh like living in a simulation and the birds aren't real conspiracy. Like I'm a uh, I'm big into conspiracies though. So, it's just like talking about what you, what interests you, and how you can make it funny. Okay. And I think you know I'm obviously not the gr- the greatest at it, but I'm working towards it, and I like that. I like uh, right. just writing down so, your thoughts. So like bringing like your conspiracy thoughts into like yeah. comedy. Yeah. And how? So yeah. Uh, I hear you. Uh, like so you. Do you think birds are real? Or is oh, that, yeah. Is yeah. That I mean, not. Wait, yeah. So, I do think so birds do you, are real. So, I think that's a funny conspiracy yeah, though. Yeah, okay. So, like, uh, on conspiracy theories, do you. Is there, like, a lot of times where you think, like, okay, this is an interesting conspiracy theory, but, like. Is it too. Cons- like, is it too much for is me? Is it too conspiracy? Like. I think the birds aren't real is too conspiracy theory for me. Yeah. But. So, what's it's a conspiracy funny. theory that you do, like. You oh, know, uh. Do I think 9 11 was an inside job? Like for sure. Okay. Like I we think went. So too. Yeah, I mean, uh, you had to get public support to go into Iraq and the Middle East to get oil to get opium. Mm-hmm. The opium you get fuels the opioid crisis in America. Oh, Jesus. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like you need the opium for the for the pharmaceutical companies to make the drugs. I mean, every it's a situation in which everyone wins except the American people. Yeah. And so, I kind of think you know. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. I'm on to you, Bush. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't believe everything I I read about conspiracies, but, like, if I can see it, if it makes sense to me, I'm like, oh, okay. So what would you say to, like, uh, flat earthers? Oh, that's just, that's just fucking stupid. Yeah. (laughs) That's just stupid. That's a stupid conspiracy. (laughs) What would you say to, like, uh, people that don't, uh, believe in space? Don't believe in space? Like, space is not real? Space isn't real. That's crazy. Dude, 
I actually go the other way on the conspiracy. I think we're more advanced in space than than we were led on to believe. Like I think we're already on Mars. Oh word. Yeah. I think um, we've been to Mars before. Oh man. And I don't know what's going on the moon, but there's some shady shit going on <laughs> the moon, bro. I'm pretty sure the moon's hollow, bro. Have you seen uh the uh the Space Force uh, show on Netflix. No, with, no, I have not. Uh, I have with Steve Carell. Yeah. yeah, no, I haven't. Dude, that, is it good? Is it, it funny? It is so funny. They have, uh, they have like this little bit on there where they uh, talk about the sea of tranquility on the moon, and where like no, no, like the fountain of youth. Yeah, like no country can claim like territory or like mm-hmm. position to it, but then like China comes out on the moon, and like. Claims territory <laughs> on on in the sea of tranquility. Oh so yeah, us, dude. like first spot. We bro. get we get told by like uh, Trump and the Space Force Task Force yeah. or whatever to go like sabotage China and whatnot. So then like you see our our troops go over there, and then you see like China like just on space rovers just passing each other and they're like, <laughs> just, like waving. And then on the way back, like, they went, like, the U.S. goes to Mm -hmm. China's Space Force, and then they're, like, going there to see what they're doing, and then, like, China went over there, and then two hours to see what we were doing, and then they, like, pass each other again, just (laughs) raving, all smiles and shit. And then when we get back to ours, like, China sabotaged everything, like, destroyed all our stuff, and then they came home, and they're stuck on space. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, I'd love anything to do with fucking space, astrology, anything like that. If... If ASU offered astrology major, that's what I would have been like one one thousand percent. That's what I would have, would have went Word. to. I would have went to Fayetteville had a astrology uh, major, but I didn't get it. I didn't get any money from Fayetteville, so I literally could not afford to go. There. <laughs> so I was like, ASU it is. Hell yeah! Uh, so on a not really on astrology, but like oh. I don't know if people, like, how many people follow you. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people that are probably listening to this may follow you yeah. on Instagram or not. But they see, like, a lot of times you're posting a lot of philosophical things. Yeah, yeah. So what, what is, like, uh, what is philosophy for you? What is, what, what is Dude, it? I would say, like, the three things that interest me more than anything in the world. One is comedy. Love that shit. Two is space. Fucking... Put me on the the shuttle to the Mars. I'll go. Okay. And three is philosophy, and just like, it's just it's literally just analyzing stuff that you don't think about every day, or that you think about every day, but maybe not to the depth that they do. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Um, I guess what it my journey really started, and it's so hard to pinpoint because I don't know who got me into, like, I'm really big into Eastern religion, Eastern philosophy, Eastern medicine. Okay. Like, like the mind-body connection and stuff like that. Okay. And I don't know who got me into that because, obviously, living in Searcy, Arkansas, or anywhere in Arkansas, you don't get... You, you, you have to do your own research, and you have to find these things, like, you can't go to... You know, the meditation, you know, the Buddhist, the Hinduism store down the road, you know what I mean? Right. So I don't, oh man, I, I can't remember what what piqued my interest in Eastern, um, Eastern philosophies and stuff like that. I want to say I probably saw something on Twitter that I read one day, mm-hmm. and I was just like, hmm, this is a new way to look at, you know, the world. And it kind of piqued my interest. And then I just started doing my own research from there. Because like I said, living in Arkansas, you have to 
you have to do your own research and you have to you know read articles read books watch youtube videos and educate yourself on this stuff that you, you won't see in arkansas right. you know you got baptism or baptist um yeah, but really just Christianity. Yeah, just really just profound Christianity like throughout the... And that's really throughout the throughout the U.S., but yeah. for sure the majority in, in Arkansas. Um, so I really got into... Um, man, I don't know. I've never, I've never talked about it, so I've never really thought about putting my own thoughts into words about it. All right, um, well... I just like... I'm trying to be particular on how I say this. I just like how the, the peace it brings me because it's like Eastern religion, Eastern philosophy says with Buddhism or Taoism, it talks about the, the universe and the flow of energy through the universe and to not be bogged down by any negative things that go on in your life like, oh, you know, I cracked my windshield or I got a flat tire or, you know, I failed the test or I did this. And it, it kind of looks like, how can I learn from this experience? And this is, this is what's, this is originally what was supposed to happen. It's like a, um, let me see. It's like, you could look at that in a negative way. Like when the bad things happen to you, 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 you know, you, you have the choice. You can look at them in a negative way or you can find a positive in it. And I find with Eastern, uh, philosophies and religion, they focus more on the positive of negative uh, situations. Yeah. And that's kind of what, you know, that's what kind of drew me to it. I was like, yeah, I mean, why would I, why would I focus on negative? I, here's this philosophy, here's this religion that teaches not to be negative and not, and not focus on the negative, but focus on the positive and how to learn from your negative situations. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Uh, so... I I started like meditating and like mm -hmm. getting into I guess I feel like meditation is more about like being in the present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and, that's also like the biggest yeah. thing preached in Eastern religion as well. And it's just uh so I've just like kind of been opening myself up to mm -hmm. to such things and I think like one of the biggest things I I took from it and I told Mark this on like a a previous episode but it was, uh, you know, accepting, like, negative and positive thoughts alike and, you know, almost like a notification on your phone and just, like, you know, okay, so I'm, I'm, this uh, certain event made me sad. This is why it made me sad. Now how can I go from it to, like, you know, now how can I accept this sadness and mm -hmm. move forward? So... I guess where I'm going with it is like where what are your biggest like teachings like what are what are, what are what are the things that you look to gain and uh how how do you go about I guess just these uh you know Okay yeah actually I just thought of something um so my aunt passed away recently within mm -hmm. like I think like 2 months ago she passed away and she was really close to my dad and she was you know obviously really close to my family but through this um I kind of thought, you know, everything has a lifespan. Everything has a decay. You know, mm -hmm. it's all part of the universe. You know, trees, you know, live and then they die. Animals live and then they die. It's all part of a natural process through the universe that you're on this earth a certain amount of time and then you die and then you go to the next stage, you know. Right. It's all this birth and decay and death 
to where it it brings me peace knowing that it's all natural. It's all it's 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 happening the way it's supposed it's supposed right. to happen. So there's no sadness in that because it's how it's supposed to be. Right. And if you can recognize that, it 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 brings me peace at least. Yeah. So I, so are you like kind of saying I don't put words in your mouth? Are you saying that you're uh, you know? Are you like comfortable with death? Like, are you accepting of it? Like the fact I think that it's, it's going to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah like, exactly. Of course, you don't want to die young, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. I mean, there is yeah. still sadness in death, right? And for sure, but you know, some people grieve for so for so long, and it can you know it has potential to absolutely you know wreck your life if you lose someone close enough. Mm-hmm. But where I think the teachings of Eastern uh, philosophy can help is that, like I said, everything. It's it's natural. It's part of the natural order of the universe. Everything has a birth. Everything has a death. Right. And you recognize that, and you're like, right. Like everything, everything does die yeah. eventually. No, for sure, that makes sense. Uh, so one of one of your uh, like one that has stood out to me that I see you uh, post a lot mm-hmm. of philosopher that you do uh, you yeah. know you resonate with a uh, lot is uh, Alan Watts. Yeah. And uh, I. I'm not that educated in his philosophy. Yeah. But what What is it about? I like to think I started. I started a lot of the, the Alan Watts post you see on Instagram because yeah. I was. I've been posting him. I've been following him for maybe four years, four or five years. Uh-huh. And I started meditating in. I can't remember if it was my sophomore year of college or maybe my junior year. For sure, my junior year. It could have been a little bit into my sophomore. Mm-hmm. But he is. Um, he's a Western. A Western dude, just like us, mm-hmm. but he traveled to you know those Eastern places, right? And he studied, and he came back, and he attempts to take Western ideals and Western thoughts and merge them with Eastern philosophies. Okay. So it's kind of giving you an insight into how the Bible, how Western civilization meshes with the Eastern world, and how you can incorporate that into your everyday life. Okay. So he kind of took the burden of, you know, being raised in the Western world, going to the Eastern world, learning as much as he can, and then trying to reconcile Western civilization with Eastern philosophy, and then tries to explain it in the best way he can, which isn't always... It's I mean, hard, it's, it's, it's hard. Wordy. It's really hard. And you have to, as a newcomer to Eastern philosophy and Eastern religion, you have to be studied up on certain lingo and certain languages and certain slang that you're not accustomed to because they say i mean there's so many words like bodhisattva and like all these other words that we don't know in the western world so you have to look it up and know what it means because he's written like three or four books alan right. watts and i have i've read one of I his i think i have one of his right here actually i think yeah yeah i'm what you are yeah 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 and so like i'm sure and i it, I like I think I'm still like within the first like couple pages because yeah. the words. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, and we're we're not used to it because we're not raised in in China or yeah. in Japan or in India or wherever. Um so we're we're not accustomed to that to that language. So have, we have, have you been, read this one? No, I think the I think the one I had was The Way of Zen by him. Dude, yeah, I, I tried getting, getting that. I tried getting it and yeah. it was just uh it was too. It was out of stock on Amazon. Oh really? It must be a popular one. So. I don't know. Uh, it's it's good. It's hard. It's a hard. Had Bar- Barnes and Noble here. Yeah. They did not have it. Mm-hmm. Well, but I got it at the Barnes and Noble in Chicago, so they literally had like yeah a whole. 
Which, which is weird because I went to the Barnes and Noble in Chicago and I got that book and I asked them like, "Where's your Eastern religion section?" And they had like a whole like five shelves or five rows dedicated to that. And then I went to the Barnes and Noble in Little Rock. I was like, "Where's your Eastern religion stuff?" And they had it's right here. And it was just like two shelves. Yeah, no, that's, that's, <laughs> I was that's like, yeah, that's not right. No, here here in Jonesboro, I asked them I asked them that same question. Yeah. And they said uh, uh, they like pointed me to it and it was mm-hmm. literally just like this like sliver at the end of yeah, a shelf and yeah. I'm like yeah this is where you'll find it all and I was like yeah 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 yeah. alright well I'll just go exactly <laughs> I was like oh, you're, you're not gonna have what I want yeah but um which is weird because when I was in Chicago um I did a Buddhist meditation with a monk oh yeah it was called really? yeah it was um it was in the north side of Chicago it's called it's called Rin uh, it's either Rin Zazen meditation or zazen but i think it was rinza and i'm not sure on the differences he explained them to me but i don't i don't remember them but everyone has their own way to do if you do meditate everyone has their own way of meditation and that's what i like about meditation like to where with religion it's like here it is these are the rules follow them but with meditation and a lot of eastern religion you can follow your own path and it's about your own individual journey through spirituality and stuff like that there's no set um rules or like do this or you're or you're gonna go to hell or do this and you're gonna go to heaven right um i just watched this ted talks this morning it was like yeah. 10 minute ted talks posted it on my linkedin um i'm trying to see what like how okay so it was this guy uh andy Pudicom, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but he pretty much like talked about like how uh, meditation, like the importance of meditation. This TED talk was like in twenty twelve, mm-hmm. but like the importance of meditation and how like that you like it is doing nothing, and that's like the hard part for most people when they do start. Yeah, and meditating. people don't realize how hard it is to sit with your own self for ten minutes. And yeah, try not. Just try to be in the present and try not to... I mean, you can have thoughts pop up, but you want to block out those thoughts. Yeah, and it's like... uh, It was like talking about like uh, just... He literally said, 10 minutes, do nothing. Like, don't read, don't listen to anything. Be in your own thoughts, in your silence. Mm -hmm. And then like be in the present of those thoughts. Yeah. And like uh, what what they mean and like how it is, you know, different for everybody. You don't have to sit there, like, yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. crisscrossed and uh, just, uh, you know, hmm. no, it's And not. that's when I went to, when I meditated with that monk in Chicago, and that's what it was. It was um, a lot of tribal drums and instruments, and then you did, you did hum, but they had a, they had like an old, like an old book. Like it literally looked like they dug it out of a field <laughs> in Japan or China. Yeah. It it was cool, um, and I liked it, but I was like, that's just not meditation to me. Yeah. Because I think it was just really, really traditional. Like how it's how it was, however long ago, you know. Like that's what they followed, and which is great. And but that was, I was like, ah, I just don't know if I liked it too much. Right. So, um, but it's a um, cool experience. Yeah. Shout out Tyler Hawes because he's not here with me today, and he usually is, but he put me on. Uh, take care. Of Headspace. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm used, were I'm were you ever on Headspace? Uh-huh. Mark also was on Headspace. Yeah. For a little bit. I think that's how Mark started. That's how me, Mark, and Hollis all started. Yeah. So so then what? 
So if you weren't on Headspace, what is it that started meditation for you? Like, how did you get into meditation? Dude, I don't know. I literally right. don't know because... Um, that's what I was. That's what. That's, that's what I was trying to think of. I was like, how did I get into Eastern religion, Eastern mm-hmm. philosophy, and how did I get into meditation? And I honestly think I just. I think it just. I like read something, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, like this is cool, you know. Look at all these people meditating and whatnot, and I was like, well, I want to try that. I want to jump in this bandwagon and uh, see what's going on. So is it? Um, so. I get, so what's your, what's your meditation? What, what, so when I first started, with? like, um, however many years, four or five years ago, it was tough. It was tough to get 10 minutes. Like, the first, I want to say six months, it was tough to get 10 minutes of me just sitting in peace and quiet mm-hmm. and just being with my thoughts. Um, eventually, I would, set a, I would set a timer on my phone for 10 minutes. I'd put my phone, you know, away, way away from me. That way I, I did have to get up and get it. Um, so I just set my alarm for 10 minutes, I'd meditate, and eventually it just became a habit to where now I know, it's weird, because now I know when 10 minutes pass, I know when 20 minutes pass, I know when 30 minutes pass, I know when 45 minutes pass, because oh, you just, keep, you just, yeah, 45 minutes is probably the longest I've ever sat in meditation. Wow, that's And it's deep. weird, yeah, I was telling Mark this a couple of days ago, like, once you pass 20 minute, a 20 minute mark in meditation, you can literally feel a shift in your body, like, I can't explain it. But you feel something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what it is. At least I do. I think most people will that can really sit in meditation for 20 minutes will um, agree to that. But yeah, I don't know how I got started in it, man. I want to say I just read something on Twitter. It piqued my interest. And I just watched probably like a thousand hours of YouTube videos on it. And I have a whole playlist of Alan Watts on my phone, on my YouTube channel and shit like that. Word, share that with me because every time I try finding something, I feel like it's fraud and fake. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll I'll tell you how I got into, uh, I guess, like, what piqued my interest. Yeah, how did you get into it? Because literally no one told me about anything. I was, I think I did all the research on my own and found out all everything I could on my own. So with, uh, like, meditation, it started, like, last June... And I was uh, kind of down on my luck, and, mm-hmm. or last July, and I was just kind of like down on my luck and just uh, kind of feeling uh, bad, going through a breakup, yada, yada, and yeah. uh, just needed something to get me through it. Yeah. And so I, uh, ha- me and Hollis started running, yeah, and nice. we were sitting like... Pop we off at, those endorphins, baby. Yeah, we were at, at JHS, and we were like done with our running. We ran like a couple sets of bleachers out there. And then uh, we were like on our cool down, and he said, "Hey, I'm gonna show you this uh, like this app, Headspace, and it was just uh, just pretty much like a walkthrough on like how to meditate." Yeah. And then I eventually like ended up like purchasing the app and yeah. um, cool like nice. learning through it, and yeah. it was just kind of what a time to meditate after doing the bleachers. Yeah, no, it was terrible. I'm like, dude, I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying like, to survive right now. Yeah, it, it, literally, and but then I ended up like getting into it, and uh, just kind of took what it taught me from there to teach me. But then uh, you yeah. started posting all that stuff about Alan Watts, mm-hmm. and like I started getting like doing a little bit more reading into that. Yeah, and, you should look up. Um, you should read Marcus Aurelius' Meditations. He Marcus Aurelius is a Stoic. Do you know mm-hmm. what Stoicism is? Mm-hmm. It parallels pretty close with. Uh, 
Taoism as well. Mm-hmm. But that book's really well. It it just it's literally just like uh, Marcus Aurelius's thoughts and how he how he uh, lived his life. I think I marked one of his books. I'm looking. Yeah, I would definitely recommend my... any book that he wrote. Okay, yeah. So I have it's, it's on my read list. It's in my library right now. Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Yeah, I've read I've read that. That's good. I it's like hard. That. It's a hard read again because it goes into like no this the... one um this one was easy. This one was easy. Okay, it was easy. If you get a well, you're way smarter than that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but the one I got has uh, it's has Aurelius's original copy in it, but it also has um, like someone who deciphered what he said. So, like a transcription of it. Yes, has Time. a transcription of it. But even what he said, it's not. It's not. Yeah. Hard. It's not. It's not what Alan Watts writes. Maybe, maybe I'm just like. You know, Alan Watts is hard. Is a, is a hard read. I'll give you that. Yeah. That one's hard for even me. For even me, the uh, so, meditations was easier. I'll tell you how I came across Alan Watts first. Okay. Which is it's gonna maybe come as a surprise, but it's a it was a video game on. It's only it's only on like PS4 and like Sony and whatnot, but it's called Everything, and Alan Watts narrates this whole game. And he, he's, he's been dead. Yeah, well, I mean, he, like, he, I, I don't say, like, he's actually, like, lively narrating. Uh-huh. But in the game, uh-huh. when you, so, let me tell you what the game's about. You start <laughs> off, like, it's, you load up the game, and it's the black screen, and you start off, and there's, like, subtitles, and it's thought. Like, it's literally thought, and it's like, whoa, where am I? Like, what is this? Yeah. Type stuff, yeah. yeah, and it's uh, then like this thought just says like, oh, what's that? And it's like uh, it's like sees a light and it goes towards the light, and you can kind of see like the black screen kind of like pulsating, so there's like movement going on. Yeah, and then you go into the uh, blacks like you go towards the light, and then you come out and you're like, oh, I'm like life. And you start off as this, like, little, like, I want to say, like, an aura. And then you end up, the beginning of the game, as a leaf falling down onto planet Earth. Yeah, and that's what, and that's literally, like, what uh, one of the most, one of his famous quotes was. Like, people think that we are not part of the universe, you know. Uh-huh. But Watts says that we are as much as the part of the universe as a leaf coming out of a tree we're all on different branches and we're all our own leaf but we're still part of the same tree oh, that's crazy because yeah. that's literally how the game starts you yeah. come down yeah and then like you can go from and it goes into i guess I, i'm like it's not really narrated by him but there's a bunch of his quotes in this that's video crazy. game and like you'll like pretty much you go from like the leaf <laughs> And you can go into, like, the anatomy of the leaf and the life that goes yeah, into the yeah, leaf yeah, yeah. to, like, the plains of the Sahara. The That's Sahara crazy. Who was like, on that Who was on that game development that was like, you know what we need in this? Alan Watts. <laughs> yeah. We need no. Alan Watts in this And, like, you can go, like, from being, like, the, like, a blade of grass to, like, yeah. a whole continent yeah. to, and, like, pretty much, like, the goal so what, is... Yeah, what's the goal? The... To be everything, and you break, like into like once you figure out how to like you this know, sounds like the ultimate story be, game 
Oh my god! <laughs> you just get banked and fucking just like, be a leaf. You're like, this into is like civil like you fear out like uh, you know. I guess like you can be cows, you can be penguins. That's like, crazy, and, like, bro. D- build these populations <laughs> and pretty much yeah. you try to figure out how to be bigger and bigger, uh-huh. and eventually like. You can be like a planet, and then you can reach out out of this planet Holy and be shit. a solar system. Oh and out of the solar system, you can be like a universe, and out of the universe, you can break out into the depths of space, eventually reaching like a third, a fourth dimension, dimension. and like you break it, and then it literally says, "Congratulations, you're everything." And like Alan Watts has like a closing. I thing. feel like that is so deep. The, oh the game developers on that went so deep, and probably like everyone who plays that game is like, whatever. No, like, oh my god, yeah. bro. it was so overwhelming because yeah. he and, and shout out Carson Sanders because he broke it. He broke it. He he became, he was everything. He he was everything. He's Hell the yeah, only Carson. Person I already knew seen. you were everything, man. Yeah, he he was <laughs> he was the first person to like for me to see that yeah. he was everything, and me. And, and then that's up. what got you into Alan Watts. Pretty game. much, I was like. Dude, I was like, the who's fucking this, who, the, the universe works in mysterious yeah. ways, dude. Like, who's, who's this guy like narrating all yeah. this? I love his voice. And yeah, then it was like uh, Alan Watts. Who knew? Then, like, who um, knew that would lead to whatever? Yeah, and, whatever path you're yeah, on, man. Yeah. Now I'm like, uh, then I saw you posting him a yeah. lot, and then you you suggested to me a couple times in the past a couple of his reads and uh, yeah. It's, uh, you think there's a so we know that there's black holes at the center of every galaxy, uh-huh. like we've never been in a black hole obviously, but it's said that like inside every black hole there's another universe at least another universe. You believe right. that? Do I agree with that? Do you would do you believe that? I mean, I like yes, I do kind of believe that. Just do you believe in like uh, like there's unlimited infinity Earths like parallel universes? There's like a multiverse? Yeah, like multiverse, a- there's infinite timelines. There's a timeline where I didn't even make it here to do the podcast. There's a timeline where I'm doing the podcast and you're the guest. Yeah. You know, all these different timelines based on different decisions we've made. Oh, jeez. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's no reason to not believe it. <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, bro. I don't no, know that there's not. Yeah, I can't disprove no it. I can't it. prove it. Yeah, so, like, I don't know. Um, it's the way, like, you know, it's... It's just it'd be too hard. It'd, it'd be too easy, I should say, to believe that this is it. Yeah. We're the anomaly. Like, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We 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 were blessed with it all. Yeah. And um, I've, I think that's my problem with um. And I, I always get, and I always get like, I always get scared when I say this, but with like, religion. Dude, I don't. And, I do not like organized and, religion. Yeah. Like, organized and, religion is not true religion. Like we for our fraternity stuff. When we went to, we had that Sunday or chapter church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we went to like those big churches, and it was just like the pastor was driving a Mercedes, and it was like a like a coliseum. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think this is what church. And then we went to like that little itty bitty church that had like four four or five people there. Yeah, it was some that. small. I was like, this is this is this is religion to me. Like yeah. this is community. This is a group of people getting together to talk about, you know, whatever they want to talk about it, to where that bigger church was like, oh, vote for Trump, or, you know, here's what to believe, and here's why you should believe it. I'm just like, what? This is not... 
And that's what I like when about... I worked, when I worked the polls... Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> You're a poll worker, dude. Yeah, dude. Uh, it, it, was, it was a crazy experience. Yeah. And, uh, like How secure is that, dude? Dude, I mean... Okay, so this... <laughs> if you this wanted is... to toss out a couple ballots, could you? No, 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 no. no, no. That's I not mean, even an option. No. Okay. Like, not, you couldn't, not an option. You like, couldn't sneak one so under the table and the, say, fuck every, that Every, one. like, voter gets their, gets their ballot. Yeah. I mean, unless, like, one of the frail old people that came and I was like, oh, I'll take care of this for you, dump it in the trash, maybe. Wait, but, maybe, uh, wait, you're saying maybe that's an option? I mean, maybe. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, like, if, if I wanted to, like, in the... I just want to know, know how secure... I on, like, how, tr- like, how trustworthy they are. Yeah. But, like, every voter gets it, like, you know, we do voter voter ID check. Yeah. And then... Wait, so we, you were counting ballots, or were uh, you just letting people into the polls? I was literally just directing people. Oh, uh, uh, okay. So you weren't one that. of the counters. I, I don't really... I didn't really do anything. Okay. Like, I serve my country. Amen, brother. <laughs> and we, uh, what's it called? But, like, uh, we would bring people in. We had, like, I think 13, like, machines that they would get through voter ID check. They'd print off their ballot with a little ID on it, and it'd be, like, this blank, like, almost like a scan, a scantron, like this blank scantron. Yeah. And then they would insert it into the machine, and it would print back, like, it'd go into the machine, you go through all your votes yeah, yeah, yeah. electronically, and then print it back out, and then yeah. you go put it into this like, uh, it was like called like the uh, the tally box or like the voter box and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, that's that's where every voter would take it. So it's uh-huh. it's all in the hands of the voters. But what was crazy to me was that we weren't even closed yet, bro. We weren't even closed yet. And uh, this is where it comes to like. Uh, you know, there's a lot of like hearsay and a lot of talk about like this election was rigged and yeah. it was rigged like, you know, Biden voter fraud, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, we weren't closed yet. Like our poll polling site wasn't closed yet. And I wanna reiterate that a lot. We were not closed yet. And at like we were sitting there like uh we had like two voters left and we were like I was just sitting there chilling with other poll workers. And, like, this dude was like, look at that, not even closed yet, and all the electoral votes and the state of Arkansas is already, it had already been declared to its Trump. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, so I'm not really sure what's going on here. Like, I'm, I'm not surprised that we were a red state out by any means. That- I think, like, once it became Trump hit, like, for the for the votes in Arkansas, Trump was up by such a big margin yeah. that they were like, "No, yeah, you just got to call it, yeah. right?" Which makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. And but like, it it still like begs the question of like, mm-hmm. you know, yes, votes matter and yeah. votes do count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then there's like the quite like the you know you. Do you think it was rigged? Right? Do you think this election was rigged? No. Okay. No, dude, like, in, that's that's my thing about all this is the fact that, like, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of posts going around and circulating about how it's rigged, and, like, poor Donald Trump, like, all this stuff, and it, it's not infuriating to me because, like, everybody is free to believe whatever they want to believe, mm-hmm. but it's just so interesting that, like, you know, when all this, like, and there was evidence... There was evidence when all these, like, uh, you know, um, Senate hearings were going on about collusion with Russia in the 2016 election, yeah. all this stuff, and there was, like, collusion. 
There was like you know the, like I didn't the think Michael Cohen. Uh, but they never. Uh, I mean, they impeached Trump, but they didn't. Yeah, like they, he didn't. They didn't find anything they, worth getting him well, literally out of office. Well, that's right? what Senate Judiciary said, and that's what I mean. And the Senate is, yeah. uh, you know, Republican majority, uh-huh. and it's like, uh, like of course they're gonna. And and then also you have to like beg the question of like every time there was like a a whistleblower, and there every time there was like somebody who was like coming to speak out about it, there was like. Oh, that person's fired all of a sudden. Every time that, like, you know, like, it was just like, yeah. you know, it begs the question. And it's just like, there was all this, there was all this evidence for such things. And there was all these trials going on. And there was, like, people getting fired left and right. And then, like, everybody was like, no way. Didn't happen. But then as soon as Trump says voter fraud, and it's not like Trump just said voter fraud. It's been going on for months. Yeah. He's been trying to dismantle the uh, USPS and, uh, like, encouraging all his voters to go. Like, so my biggest thing is the, uh, the like, 138,000 votes in uh, Michigan that were, like, uh, where did they come from? Like, just overnight at 4 a.m., mm-hmm. like, everybody was like, this is just, like, that's sketchy. And to me... I voted blue, like, that's sketchy. That's sketchy. I think there should be in, uh, there, there see, should be 100% transparency between where these votes are coming. But then, like, I see a TikTok. I see a TikTok. <laughs> yeah, and this is this is my thing about, like... Dude, that'd be the funniest shit I think I ever would ever hear someone say, like, yeah, uh, there's evidence of voter fraud. Did you see that TikTok? I'm like, get the fuck they, out of my face now. And there's, dude, and there's, like, so many, there's so many people that, like, they're... There's this, um, there's this girl on my Did you see? My, oh my god, did you see that TikTok? Trump totally fucking won. Yeah. That TikTok, she doesn't lie on TikTok. This girl on my Snapchat, she said, to all you, to all you, like, Biden people that are telling, like, to all you people that voted for Biden that are telling me that this isn't over yet, this is it. And she's, like, posting a TikTok, she's like, this is why it's not over, this is, like, this is a fraud, like Biden cheated, yada yada, all this stuff. This is why we the Trump train keeps on going. Type <laughs> stuff. And it was literally like, this is what the TikTok said. It was this guy. He was sitting there. It was this. Uh, he was he this voter counter, and he was like sitting there. Like, first of all, the opening scene of the TikTok is like, these people just found a dumpster full of like, thrown away, thrown away Trump ballots, and it was literally a dumpster and people standing around it. Then the next scene goes to this guy's changing a ballot to Trump. I mean to Biden. Yeah. And it's literally this guy being recorded from afar, grabbing a ballot, putting it down, pulls out a pin, boom, and then flips it up. Next one. Right? And it's like, uh, well, I don't know what you know Mm -hmm. or what you don't know. Yeah. But a lot of the ballots that they're counting right now and the ones that are, are provisional ballots and mail-in ballots. Mm-hmm. And provisional ballots are people that come to the polls and they're... Uh, and this is They where vote at like, the polls? No, no, so it's like you... So a lot of people vote at the polls, but they come to the polls and their voter ID doesn't check out. So it's like they have a different address. So then like you go... So then they have to get redirected. And then like if your address doesn't match what you have on your voter registration to what's on your ID... You have to get uh, sent to like the beginning of the line, and then it's just like Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah, it's and this is where voter suppression comes into play. But that's a whole nother conversation. 
but it's like uh, you have to get sent back to like this this special lady in our in our area it was just like one lady who was doing okay. it and she has to change out and give you a provisional ballot where she writes everything in like so usually it's like this barcode and whatnot so it's just this like regular barcode and then she fills it out and then there's a, a guy in the polls who like deals with provisional ballots and he watches you vote. So you put your thing into the machine, you do it in, and you have to sign all this stuff. You have to sign, and then it has to come back to the poll worker, and then the poll worker has to sign and attest to the fact that there was a provisional ballot worker that was watching you vote, and then another person who was watching that person, that poll worker. Yeah, and then it's another person watching that Literally, person. Literally, it was a whole big ordeal. Yeah. And that's what, the, that's what these poll workers are counting. Right. They're like signing off on, Okay, so now it got back to the pe- the people that are counting the votes, mm-hmm. and this person is signing off, attesting to the fact that I saw this ballot, I like it checked out, whatever it is, and then boom, yeah, next next ballot, yeah, yeah, and so it's just like it's just silly, man, that like there's no proof of, mm-hmm. and there's no proof of like voter fraud. Voter fraud has been proven to be like a you know like. There's there's a lot of people that say, oh well, so and so in fucking Florida filled out a a ballot for his dead cat, and guess what? That's another vote for Biden. That shit's fake. That shit does not happen. And it's like, uh, it's just silly, man. That there's like my dead grandpa. Yeah, I don't even know how that's possible. We've been dead. Yeah, vote like actually like (laughs) mail-in ballots is. And all that stuff has actually been proven, like, and mm-hmm. it was funny because uh, they said something about, like, uh, you know, like, uh, absentee ballots and mail-in ballots, and they're the exact same thing, and it's just, they, it's actually safer because you can check, especially in this election, you mm-hmm. can check, like, did my ballot make it, did it get checked, did it get processed for my vote, and you can check all that shit, to whereas... When you go actually vote at the polls, you don't know. Like you don't know. Like you just put it in the machine and then that's it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you you hope your vote counted, you know? I man, with the voter fraud, I just don't know I don't know how our voting works. So I don't know if there's potential for fraud, but I'm guessing there is potential of course, for fraud. There has like I mean but in I don't any know. Way, like, like, I just don't know if there is fraud, Trump's probably gonna find it. And right. if he wins, then I don't know. Like, probably gonna have a fucking civil war if he fucking takes it to the courts that's, and that's, wins. Well, but then th- I would, I would think, you know, okay, obviously, if he wins in the courts, if he does take it there, if he can even find enough evidence to do that, mm-hmm. that's gonna be. I don't know what's gonna happen after that. Um, but I, like I said, I just don't know if there's there's too much. We have too much news going on. Yeah. There's. Too much fake news, too much real news. It's hard to distinguish what's real and what's not. So I don't know what... I don't know if there is... And that's if, a, that's, if there is fraud. If there is fraud, great. I hope we find it. If there's not, great. Biden, Biden won. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, Either the, way, I don't give a problem. shit. That's the problem in... Uh, I just wanted the fucking voting I guess system to work. I think there's... I think our country is, is too big for this two political party system. Democrat and Republican. Oh, yeah. I think we have, we have 300 million plus people... In living in the United States, and to say that you're either Democrat or Republican is ludicrous. It's just it's, not. It 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 paints it paints you in a box, and it 
it leaves people to judge you. Yeah. So that's what I don't like. I don't, I don't like getting involved in politics because it's just like, oh, he's Democrat. He likes this. Or he's Republican. He likes this. It's stupid. Um, like the presidential debate, we had Trump and Biden. We had two candidates that for the, pres- for the president. And where were the other presidential candidates? We had three or four other presidential candidates not in the presidential debate. How are their voices going to get heard if we don't give them the stage that we give? And everyone should have a fair, at least for the nationally aired presidential debates, we should, everyone whose name is for the presidential ballot should be up on the stage. 100%. I don't know why we only, I, I don't know why we only had Trump and Biden. That. Yeah, it's, it's stupid to think. I mean, imagine if jo- Joe Jorgensen is also running. What if most of the, what <laughs> most of the nation Agreed with, uh, her agreed with her, but she but she was silent. She didn't get that she didn't get that opportunity, and which is weird. I don't know if most people know this, but the presidential debate is owned by corporations. It's owned. It's bought by corporations. It's ran by corporations, and they do not allow outside third so parties. So it's uh, what what's it called the the debate moderator moderators the ones that like you know come up with the questions that's big mm-hmm. court. Um. All I know is whoever owns and puts together the presidential debate, it's, it's like three or four corporations. And those corporations have are obviously funding both sides. So it doesn't matter who wins the election or who wins the debate. Illuminati. Do you swear to God? <laughs> but they're just they're letting only their candidates speak. And I just don't, I mean, I'm not saying we need fucking Kanye up there, you know what I mean? Yeah. But at least like... The serious candidate, the serious candidates, you know, yeah. at least have three or four presidential um, the, the, candidates the up there. Party, the Libertarians. Like, yeah, I mean they could be crazy. It, I mean, I mean let let the people. Let us yeah, let us decide. That's, that's the problem with the electoral college, you know, and that's the problem with like what a lot of people are saying now. So Trump, with these like the last like six states, I think it was like Nevada, Arizona, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia. Um, yeah. Uh, I forget what the other two were. I think South Carolina was in there, or North Carolina was in there. One of the, but like a lot of these last the last states that came down to, Trump sent out uh, like you know his like we're gonna take it to Supreme Court. Yeah. Well, I don't know if these people are following, but and like a lot of those like uh, litigations that he's like taking out to there and like trying to get like court trials for. Have already been denied, and one of the, one of my biggest one of the biggest points that uh, my my favorite thing about uh, watching all like I guess like yeah. the elect like where all these votes are going mm-hmm. to was CNN was not calling any of these votes too early, mm-hmm. like er- everybody was like, well, um, like you know, Nevada and Arizona obviously are going to Biden, but like. CNN was like watching them, like still had them like gray. Didn't even have them like light blue or light red, because they were like, "Dude, these like small county votes, like mm-hmm. these county votes that are going, yeah. like it could go either way. Mm-hmm. Like they like they can still come in. Like they're like it's like ninety five percent total reporting, but like yeah. it can still switch. Like these mm-hmm. like some of these counties like, and that's where like you know, uh, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Um, free." <laughs> I'm blank, man. But uh, where like the population, the rural? And, like no, yeah, like rural counties and yeah. like uh, uh, heavily like urbanated uh, counties and whatnot. Like it's uh, 
Are you Damn. big in politics? Huh? Are you big in politics? Uh, or are you just like this this election? You kind of be on the dude. Been okay, this. so I I will say this election got me big into politics. Like at the beginning of the summer mm-hmm. and whatnot. Like uh, uh, I wanted to make sure that if I was like talking to somebody, you were educated. I knew I was educated. And I knew what. I was Yeah, talking fuck about. yeah. That's what you fucking and, should be, uh, man. And it's they, anything I say, I'm not educated. Don't yeah. listen to it. This is just my crazy. No, but up that thoughts. dude, yeah, uh, and I, I give like I, I do give like pre warning that like, hey, though, I'm literally 23 years old. I exactly. I know I'm nothing. Dumb. I'm I know dumb. nothing. Yeah. yeah, don't believe everything I say. Don't take it too hard. Don't get offended by it. Like yeah. this is literally just me speaking my opinion. Yeah. And if somebody disagrees with me, like I'm, I'm ready for the day that like somebody that like completely disagrees with me and like just thinks I'm like some nasty fascist liberal just comes out and yeah. like says hey I want to see it on your podcast I'm like come on like let's go yeah my my neighbor he's super hardcore Republican uh-huh. but I've just recently come to the idea that progressives that 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 word and that like fucking uh, I guess classification just got thrown on the left side and it's like because uh-huh. he's dumb progressive he's <laughs> dumb plus get like everybody sees him on uh like social media and I'm like that's what oh, I hate, dude. super super far right yeah like big and time automatically fucking, they know you they yeah. know you they know your morals they know your ideals they yeah. know your ethics they like, know you to the dude, core he's so progressive I'm like, like you're an idiot plus, plus it's like so he's excited for the fact that the Dems are about to control the House Senate and the pres like the presidency uh-huh. and they're gonna like. I don't okay. know if that's the best thing. So, well, I mean, I also don't know if it's the best thing, but now you want to have it, checks and balances yeah, to where, like, now that they're going to have it, it's did like, they get the Senate? Okay, I thought the, they're more than likely getting the Senate. They're hmm. more than likely going to yeah. run all three. And that's when they crazy. Do, when they do, it's like okay, so now everything you've been talking about for the last eight years. Or however many years, I think they lost the uh, Senate in like. Dude, I love when politicians run on something and then they just never deliver. Yeah, like they won't. Right, they won't. So I'm like, people are like this. It's gonna be different now, yeah. and like you don't know what you're talking about. It's, like, so it's, it's, it's gonna where, be the that's same. Where, that's where the like where it's gonna you know, be the same. That it's it's not over yet. Yeah. It's not over yet. Like the we gotta keep on going. Like we gotta hold these politicians accountable. Yeah. And that's the cool thing about progressives, yeah. and that's where like uh, I was just talking about uh, like uh, on my first episode with Plus Kid, a progressive Republican that and he won his seat in North Carolina, mm-hmm. Madison Hawthorne. Yeah. And some people like, of course, like liberal media's are gonna come out and say that he's not like he's not young, but he beat AOC. AOC was originally the youngest. Uh, a representative to get a seat in the yeah. house, like U.S. Yeah. House, and dude, I think most of the nation he's... wants literally someone right down the middle. Like oh, no one wants dude. a hardcore Republican. No one wants a hardcore yeah. Democrat. Yeah. Everyone just like let's just meet in the middle, and I feel like that's where most people are. But and it'd be surprising, like some. some but they don't give like them some... the. They don't give them a like Joe Jorgensen was an independent. Yeah. She ran down the middle, but where's her voice? It's not there, man. They won't give it to her. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's it's not just, good. Sometimes, as Chappie said best, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. It's yeah. just the way it is. And that's uh, that's, goes, that's where it comes back to where like I think this two political party system is going to be the downfall of the nation. To where people are just going to keep on going more extreme to one way, more extreme to the other way. It's going to divide us when it shouldn't. And and the media has a huge hand in that. Obviously, they're not pushing stories that bring people together because that doesn't sell. They're going to push stories that 
divide us even further because that's what sells. That's what you know makes them their money. That's what gets them viewers. Because right. fucking everything you see on Fox News or CNN, it's like breaking news: Trump peeled his banana backwards. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? Yeah. And then CNN's like whatever, you know. It, it's it's so it's, it's like everything's breaking news, and it's not, Dude, and it's one, not breaking one news. My, one one of my favorite things what about because um, I was like switching between and. Uh, Plus, Kid will attest to this. He, I was, I was getting on his nerves because election night is special because it's election night, mm-hmm. and that, like that, that's it. But this, I've been the tweets have been like, uh, the election this year turned out to be a basic white girl like making their birthday month into like their birthday into like a birthday month. Like now it's like an election month type deal, and uh, those have been cracking me up. That's but, like, funny. That's yeah. Funny. No, that's funny. Use that on yeah. your next on your next like stand up. <laughs> yeah. It is. Uh, but they go, um, like, I was, I was like, playing between CNN, watching CNN specifically because they weren't calling, mm-hmm. they weren't calling electoral votes and everything yeah. as it was going, yeah. but, like, on my phone, I was going between CNN, Apple News, uh, Fox. That's good. That's what we fucking like, need. I hate people that are like, oh, my God, you watch Fox? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. And like they, they only watch CNN, they only watch Fox, or they only watch this That's or that. So it's like, whack. what like, are you just doing? Listen, just listen to everybody because at that point, like, like you, as, as much as you want to say you're not biased, yeah. guess what? You're biased. Yeah, like, you're biased. You're watching CNN pushes hardcore left, progressive. Yeah. Fox News pushes hardcore right. But if you watch both and form your own opinions, and then maybe get an outside source, one or two, bam, mm-hmm. you can form your own opinion. One and have, and have, a, have original original thought, you know, instead of being in those echo chambers to where it's saying, this is bad, 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 yeah. this is good, good, good. The, my, my favorite thing about, like, what Fox News was doing, they had those exit polls that mm-hmm. we were going through, and they had, like, a lot of the questions were, like, um, you know, vote for what you think about, you know, Medicare for all, yeah, or what, vote what you think about for, like, the Green New Deal, and, like, all this stuff, and it turns out, and again, this this is Fox Fox News, and it's more uh, right leaning. Yeah. And it's like, you know, most of, it'd be like somewhat for, somewhat against, like against, definitely against, like whatnot. And a lot of these people were for that. And th- this is again like what you would have to assume. Like I didn't vote in any of these polls, but what you would have to assume, mo- like mostly right-leaning people. Yeah. And it's just like it, it's interesting to me to think. And this is what the problem with the two Who's party system these polls, is. dude. I yeah. see polls on Fox and CNN all the time. It's like. How come I'm never in a poll? Yeah, no, that that's a good question because like, it's who's like, who, 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 who are they sending them to? These polls? Yeah, and it's like uh, you maybe it's the polls you that you get to... in like uh, when you go to the mall and they're like, "Would you like to take this survey?" <laughs> that's probably fucking it. Nah, dude, bring back hey whoever the new mayor. I think it's uh, Harold Co- like Copenhagen or whatever. <laughs> Hell yeah, in Jonesboro. Uh, congrats, but get us our mall back because I was oh, is Cheryl Creek still shut down? Oh God, it's never coming back. Oh, it's not. Think. It's done. I don't think it's. Is it still like piece of Creek? Is it still like ravaged? It's like you got Target on this side, you got Dillard's on this side, and everything in between is just gone. Cool. So now there's definitely n- there was already not shit to do in Jonesboro. Now there's now definitely not shit to do in yeah. Jonesboro. Yeah. And thanks to COVID, like all that work that was going off out there on Hilltop, you know how we were supposed to get that new like uh, hangout space or whatever. Construction on there has just slowed down completely. And you need to get some Mexicans on there, there's, dude. There's nothing get the vatos around. Bro, 
They get that done in fucking a second. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about. I don't know about Aaron Jones, bro, man. We don't <laughs> like immigrants, man. This is a red county. Yeah, so it's fucking <laughs> everywhere in Arkansas. But, no, it is no, but it's a uh, that was a joke, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's it's crazy because we're. I don't know. Everything's just crazy right now, man. It's like it's, it's yeah. It's very uncertain. It's uh yeah, like you know, uh, I think one one thing that's gonna come out with all these like judiciary hearings and whatnot about the election is the fact that it's gonna show that, and it's gonna show that Biden won, regardless of what happens. Like, so you don't think there's a chance that Trump takes it to the courts and wins? I don't, I don't think there's a shot at all because if he. Because if it goes, because first it's going to go to, like, state senates, and then, like, if they vote, like, you know, in favor of Biden, then he's going to take it to, eventually, the Supreme Court, Uh you know? And then, like, um, once it reaches the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court is, uh, like, uh, right-dominated, and uh, once it reaches the Supreme Court... All eyes, the eyes of the world, are going to be on the Supreme Court. Uh-huh. And when and if it does, which I don't think there's any shot of it reaching the Supreme yeah. Court. But, like, and this is also, like, everybody that's hearing me, like, this is just some liberal talking. Like, yeah. I want everybody to know that on election night, I conceded and I was like, all right, Trump, four more years, let's go. And I got, and I got drunk again. And it was the rest is history. I woke up the next morning and I was like, can't wait to see Trump on my timeline gloating. What? Biden? Yeah. Why? Where yeah. did this come from? 130 votes, Michigan, what? <laughs> like, that's sketchy. But uh, I want everybody to know that I did think all those thoughts. But uh, I don't think it'll reach the Supreme Court. And if it does, all eyes of the world are going to be on the Supreme Court. And they're going to have to make a decision. And if that decision is against uh, the popular vote of the people of the United States of America and what they chose, and at the same time, you have to think that the Electoral College... Yeah, dude, fuck the Electoral College. Yeah, I mean, that's bullshit. Dude, we should shit. rewrite our goddamn Constitution. I'm oh not God, saying all of it. At least every 10 I'm not, years. I'm not like, saying all of it, dude. Yeah. But there's probably a couple clauses in there that we can toss out. Yeah, no, we should rewrite it at least, like, every 10 years. This every every 10 years? Every 10 years, bro. There's I'd things like changing every, every... There's things changing all the time. Yeah. Think about, like... Fuck it. 50 years ago, slavery... No, I'm not going to say 50 years ago exact, but... Yeah, I was going to say 100, but yeah, maybe. Like, it wasn't that long ago, though, yeah. that there were still people, like, dealing with, like, Jim Crow laws and, like, segregation and all those things and, yeah. like, that came with, uh, I guess, the end of slavery and whatnot. Yeah. But, like, um, if it reaches the Supreme Court... I think if anyone like, can make it reach the Supreme Court, it's probably Trump. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. And, but, like, if, if it does reach the Supreme Court, I don't think the Supreme Court will vote in his favor. Because it's, like, especially with, like, everybody scared of Amy Cohen Barrett or whatever her name is, yeah. the, new, the new justice, yeah. like, although she isn't completely qualified and that she's going to be on the Supreme Court and she's only, like, been, like, a judge, like, maybe two or three times mm-hmm. and never actually really like had a case to trial um it's gonna be the fact that she knows all that and there's a lot of pressure on her and she has a lifetime term and like all these other justices are gonna be like yo this is gang and you know what like 
I'm tired of people thinking that we're we're frauds, and the only reason people think we're frauds is because of old buddy in the presidency <laughs> right now. Yeah, this bitch. Yeah, and it's like, uh, dude, let's just get you know, out of you know here Trump and deal with the Democrats for the next four years. Yeah. And you know, Trump didn't do shit in office because he looks the exact same as when he started. Like, <laughs> dude, that, bro, that's every, the first time I've heard of that, and that's a damn good point. Bro, everyone comes, like, Obama, like, started his eight-year term. He looked, like, healthy, like, he can ball still. And yeah. by the end of his eight years, he had, like, gray hair, crow's feet, bags. bags. Like, he was, like, walking with a cane and shit. Like, like oh, man. Trump's looks... Biden dude, was outrunning him and shit. <laughs> bro, like. Trump just looks more orange. <laughs> his spray tan never let up. Dude, yeah, slick. But I just don't get, like... I mean, I, I get people being involved in politics, but, like, to let it uh, control your life and absorb everything has to be so tiring. It, it's too And I'm much. so glad, like, I just don't give a shit. And I hate that. I hate the argument that's like, oh, well, uh, if you don't like politics, you might as well just say you only care about yourself. I'm like, that is just the furthest thing from the truth. Yeah. It's the furthest thing. Politics is nothing but a mudslinging contest. And all of, I feel all, all of our politicians are corrupt. I agree. I 100% agree. So, I mean, what I know what I can do. Get Nancy you know, Pelosi out of the house. Like, yeah, I don't need house. some 85-year-old woman telling Dude, me what laws are right the and way, not. The way, there should be, the way there's an age limit to, like, when you can run and when you can, like, uh, you know, hold hold a, yeah. like, high seat of office in yeah. politics. But the thing is, there the people who are going to pass. cap. Yeah, there, there should be, be it should be, like, cap. 65. The there same should be as, term limits. Yeah, so, yeah. You, like... But the people fucking passing these laws are in Congress, and the, yeah. it's against them. They set their own salaries. They're not going to pass a law. It's like, I'm 65, and I'm making you know, $600,000 a year, not doing shit, and now you want me to pass a law saying I have to retire because I'm too old? He's like, yeah, I'm not voting for that bill. You know yeah. what I mean? The people 100%. in Congress, I don't know. I just, I just focus on, like, what can I do with the people oh. around me that can make a difference in their life? Like, how, how, like let me treat the people who I interact with every day. There's there's right. this chick there's this chick on uh like who like came on the news and she was like asking quite like they're asking they're interviewing her and she says uh what like I saw a report like a reporter on CNN say that I just hope after Biden we can go back to normal. And she's like, What's normal to you? Because when Obama was president, I was marching for uh Trayvon Martin, Eric Gardner, like all these like uh, you know Black yeah. Lives that got taken yeah, yeah, by yeah, like yeah. The, you know systematic injustices, yeah. and it was just like a, just like so what's normal to you because none of this is okay, and I think what what I hope for is that like I'm not I'm not pro Biden, I'm definitely anti Trump, yeah, but what I hope for is that like with this new administration when it does come. First of all, they take these kids out of cages day one uh-huh. at the south of the border. Yeah. And then after that, they start calling out, like, all these, like, they they start fixing these systematic injustices Dude, with that's democracy. that's what I'm saying. We have, our country is just, it's too big, and it's too, it's too diverse. It's too, too many people with too many different, like, their own opinions, and everyone wants, thinks they're right. There's no simple solution to what we have. We need prison reform. We need educational reform. 100%. We need, we need our own government reform with age limits and term limits and stuff like that. And there's no way a sitting president in four years can do that, do all of that. I mean, we need, we need police reform. And we have so many problems. It's ridiculous. 
and everyone boasting that like they can't they, they, we're gonna, I agree with, with you. Biden we're gonna fix all this everything's gonna be fucking rainbows and unicorns no I'm no saying, shot that's, there's no that's way. too optimistic it's too optimistic but wait what I hope is that they set the stepping stones yeah 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 for people to start exactly the, wor- the worst case scenario would be for like to Biden to get into office and just do absolutely nothing mm-hmm. and that's that's that on that like, yeah, that's just the way. Like, we need it. We we need something, and like whatever whatever we need, we need we need faith in democracy. We need faith in people helping people. We need empathy back in America. And, and that goes back to what I was saying. I was like, this two political party system is just not. It's, it's just not. not it's not. It definitely maybe worked back fucking whenever it was first established. But as of right now, I don't. I, mean, I see. Mean, I see it being the downfall of America. Yeah. No. I. I. I would agree. I'd agree to that. Yeah. I would agree to that. I'm not saying you know. I. It, it, I mean, I say that, but I don't have a solution. Yeah. You know like, what I mean. Who, but we who need. Am I? We. We know nothing. If you're yeah. listening to this, if you made it this far. Yeah. We know like, well, Gelbin, uh, fucking propose a solution there, buddy. Uh. I don't. I don't have a solution. Uh, it's not my job to. Yeah. It's not my job. I'll. I'll give you the questions. Yeah. Someone else give me the answers. You know. But. Yeah, it's just crazy out there, and with like, a lot of people sh- need to meditate, bro. A lot of people need to take Slick, time dude. to give themselves some space. Yeah, fucking work on yourself and, before telling. Yeah, before telling realize, me I need to work on myself. Yeah. And again, we're not telling y'all what we're not telling. If you're listening, like we're not telling you like what you need to do because we're also just living this human experience and like getting through life, yeah. one step at a time. But like, we're breathing air. We're fucking like working on ourselves more than we're, we're we're minding our business is what we're trying to say yeah everyone just needs to go back to minding their own goddamn business uh, that's what that's but, what that's what will fix everything yeah there's, your, there's your solution everyone's mind their own yeah. business I'll treat you how you treat me fucking treat your neighbor like you want to be treated but yeah with uh, with like all these police shootings I mean it's so tragic and whatnot, man it's but I, to, to say that all cops are bad, I don't think is no fair. Way. No, and like people like you got uh, to th- to think we're gonna get rid of racism is I think it's laughable. Like there's there, no way yeah, we're getting the, rid the of torch, racism. The the what's it called in track where you like yeah. the baton has been passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there there's like, a whole racism new, will be throughout the whole, world forever. There's a whole new generation of racists, and yeah, to think that. Like, it's just tough, man. I'm I'm not saying. Actually, I'm not even gonna say it because it's too controversial. But uh-huh. you know, racism is very much alive. And if you don't think that racism is alive, then maybe you gotta look in the mirror. Cause uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm but not saying we, you're racist, but you're probably condoning it. Yeah, but we can What we can do is prevent people from getting in places of power that are racist. Yeah, my, my one thing that I will say is that. Dude, if you voted for Trump, all power to you. Yeah. Uh, that is your right. I'm not going yeah. to quit gonna, being your friend because you voted yeah. for Trump, dude. That, that's one thing that I need to stop. It, and some people that will disagree with no me one. is the fact that if you're sitting there like cutting off people because they voted for Trump, and it, and it goes down to that like saying that's been going around, like, hey, we can disagree on like things, but like we can't disagree. Like, we can disagree whether you use... 
yeah. grape jelly or peanut butter jelly on your well, PBJ. You can't on racism and if you're condoning your yeah. racist. Like, I have friends that vote for Trump and they're not racist. Yeah, you have to, you have to, and you, you have to show those people, like the love, like, hey, the love that you're preaching. Yeah. You have to show them that because I have this idea. I'm gonna yeah. say it here first. Otherwise, you're a fucking hypocrite. I, I, yeah, I'm gonna say it here first. <laughs> That I I think mm-hmm. that in in the end say all of everything. Yeah. Ten fifteen years from now. Yeah. The people that voted for Trump are gonna uh, are gonna be enlightened to this perspective of, damn, you know, back back then, I see what everybody was saying, you know, and that that's all like if like. You know, Biden just doesn't make things go back to like the Ob- like Obama era. Like, yeah, like it's just like, and it's just like that's with, an opinion, with the, like, yeah, with the cancel culture. It's like they will look at your past, but like, yeah. look what he tweeted ten years ago. Exactly. It's like what the f- people grow. Yeah, people exactly. People you grow. You fucking people learn change. from your experience and you exactly. change. Exactly. And the cancel culture is like, nope, sorry, and, you and tweeted that's, that. That's 20 the years worst ago. part about like yeah, people sitting here awful. like. Oh, you're my friend and you voted for Trump? Well, then you don't respect my rights. No, they just don't understand. Like, yeah. There's people that don't understand. There's people that don't get it. There's Those exact same people don't understand why you voted for Biden. They don't understand. Dude, there's people like, that are like, pissed off. Like, if, if you didn't vote, they're pissed off at you. It's like, oh, are we fucking mad at Switzerland for staying neutral in all those wars? Yeah. I don't think so. No, so then what yeah. the fuck? You know? What the fuck? We're not saying, hey, Switzerland, not going not gonna to do anything, huh? Just going to... Chill out. I'm just like, yeah, we're going to chill out and treat everyone right and be the example that you both need. You yeah, know what I mean? A hundred percent agree. Yeah. And that's, that's, ah, that's just another conversation, bro. But, like, it's just crazy because we... Yeah, yeah nothing... Like, nothing's perfect. Nobody's perfect. That's what I'm saying, dude. We're, like, we Fuck live yeah. and we learn every day. You know how much just, controversial shit... I've said. Yeah. I've grown. Yeah. Just treat just treat people with respect. Like respect opinions. That's what, we're all beautiful people. Like, <laughs> let's just keep on let's just keep on spreading the love and uh, like enjoying like trying to make the best of what we got. Yeah. Because like if we, what whatever we're doing, if we keep on this like uh, this like this energy of like div- divisiveness mm-hmm. and just uh, keep on feeding into it. Yeah. Like, it's only gonna just divide it's us. It's just more gonna divide so. us more. And, and I don't even know where it's gonna you, fucking lead. Yeah, you you you're no better than the left. You're no better than the right. Yeah, you're literally just a fucking. It's like watching two children. Fight yeah, over candy. you're literally a freaking like a a sack of shit burning on your front step that some kid let out and like set on fire and you come out <laughs> and step it out and now like. Your shoes on fire, and it's also a sack of shit. It's like, uh, that's what that's what it is. If you're gonna feed into divisiveness, it's not a good time. Is yeah. what I'm saying. And it's like, just stop. Just okay. You voted for Trump. Okay, you voted for Biden. Well, how do we All move right. forward? Well, let's. Uh, I'm gonna we... drink a beer and maybe go listen to some music and like forget about the fact that yeah. any of this is happening for yeah. a second and just like live in the present, meditate maybe question mark. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, go take some deep breaths. Like. Uh, Go watch some stand-up. Yeah, exactly. Go check out my boy Galvin. And yeah, for like, some fucking chuckles. Yeah. And some awkward silence. Whatever it is. I haven't been. I haven't had anything thrown at me yet, so that's cool. I'm wait. I've had a few people promise to show up and throw things at me though. 
I'm gonna promise you that right now. Yeah, if cool. you bomb, do it. Um, I got a, I got a fresh S- like sack of tomatoes, raw tomatoes. Just nice, like, waiting for me. Coming right your way. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say, come socks. I'm gonna dodge that hoe. <laughs> maybe catch it, throw it back at me. Slick, maybe. <laughs> yeah, crazy world, man. Crazy world. It's crazy world. Just living day by day, yeah. spreading, trying to spread love and positivity. That's, Ain't nothing wrong with that. Can do, bro. That's Ain't nothing wrong with that. Do. How do you feel about it? I feel good. Yeah. Uh, let me just uh, plug my dude, social media and dude, shit real quick. Say, dude, say say what you gotta say to the people. So I do stand up comedy at the joint every Tuesday if I get on the list. So if you're trying to come to a show, message me before <laughs> before you show up. Tuesdays every Tuesday, eight p.m. at the joint. Message me before um, sometime before Tuesday. To see if I'm on the list, and then uh, I think that's really the only spot that I have. Like, I'm a regular at. The Looney uh, Bin has an open mic once a month, but it's it varies what what day it's on. Hard. Um, follow me on Instagram at Tyler Galvin. It's all one word. I'm probably gonna be starting a podcast soon. Oh yeah, all power to you. Thank you. Um, it's probably just gonna be me talking about bullshit. Really? <laughs> yeah, and then I've been doing some clips, which I'll show you after this. But I'm doing like little mini, like one minute, two minute clips of mm-hmm. just some random bullshit that I kind of think is funny. Maybe has some potential. So we'll see where that goes. Um, but I'm I'm also applying to grad school again. Doing oh uh, yeah, I'm applying to PA school. So I need to wait to see if I get into PA What's school. That? Physician assistant. Okay. So I'm waiting to hear back from some schools before I start posting anything on social media uh-huh. because the schools will probably look at my social media. Like one of those yeah, schools. Is that I'm, why you're on private? On yeah, that's why I'm private. <laughs> um, because I'm applying to Harding. Okay. And so I don't want to like post a clip of me saying a, a cuss word on my social media and then Harding goes and look, looks at it, which I guess, you know, yeah. this is going out there and I've said some pretty. St- pretty heavy stuff I'm back here. <laughs> yeah, this is not on private, so... I just want to tag you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is not Tyler Gallivan who is applying to the Harding yeah. Physician Assistant Program. Let me make that clear. This is not him. Uh, yeah, the Joint Tuesdays. Follow me on social media at Tyler Gallivan. Hopefully, by the end of the year, I got some things cooking up for, for my comedy and my podcast and stuff. Make you guys laugh a little bit. Bring some, bring some laughter into the world. I think the main thing that drew me to comedy, I know you asked me this earlier, but I was thinking about it, was whenever people laugh and, like, you tell a good joke mm-hmm. and the whole room laughs, that's that's all they think about for, like, that 10, 5 seconds that they're laughing. Mm-hmm. All their worries disappear. No one's a Democrat. No one's a Republican. Oh. No one's, you know, no one cares what your gender is, your sexual orientation. No one cares about that for the, like if you think about it, you, you, when you really laugh and you're just cracking up with your buddies, all that goes away, and it's just you're just living in the moment. You're laughing at something that us as a group find funny, and oh. all your worries go away. No one's different from each other, and it's like when you feel love, you know. Yeah. Like when you feel oh, like yeah. true, genuine love. Like you don't care what that other person is because you feel that love. Facts. Same thing with laughter. Uh, to me, anyway. Oh, no, shouts out. <sighs> The, those were some positive words were there. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, that's uh, ladies and gentlemen. This has been another episode of You're All Beautiful People with my dear friend Tyler Galvin. Tyler, thank you for being here today. Yeah, thanks for I'm having me. Galvin, yeah, thank you for being yeah, here today. Galvin. 
And uh, hope uh, hope you guys listen to all two hours, even yeah. though you if might not. Uh, <laughs> if, if you listen to this, this two, if you listen to the whole two hours of this, fucking text me, and I'll I don't know buy your beer next time. <laughs> That'd be cool. Thank y'all for listening. It's uh, been a pleasure. Uh, this is my sixth episode. I think I said at the beginning. I'm gonna have to go back and check that I again. Don't know. Uh, but this has uh, been a great experience. If you're listening, don't forget to tell your loved ones you love them. Uh, smile a little bit. It's a beautiful world we're living in, despite all the scary times. But um, stay healthy, stay positive, uh, get outside, breathe some air, drink a beer maybe if you're of age. Yes, smoke a barrel. Just kidding, no. This is not Tyler Gowen and This is not. But uh, you're all beautiful people, don't ever forget it. Uh, and this is a wrap. Thank you all.